Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. So you guys, this week we are talking about the Craigslist killer for our true crime episode. But of course, before we get to that, a word from our sponsor. Calm your buddy down. I will never get over how much it sounds like the Jonas Brothers. I will never get ever. over how all my dings are always off me. <laughs> You'd think I'd get there. So if you guys have been seeing the Treat Yourself Tuesdays uh, at the Don't Fuck With The Original uh, social media pages, um, the feature this week was the body creams. Um, it's snowing here in the Midwest. It's snowing here in Ohio. Skin is dry. People get ashy. <laughs> It happens. As I scratch my head from dry skin. So, um, the body creams are great. You can, they're a great travel size. They work well. You can, for your hands, you can use them as a lip balm, anything. They work, they're, they're great. And they're a very reasonable price. Um, I have been possibly considering, and I may post on the Instagram to see if anyone would be interested for... Valentine's Day doing any like bundle packages, uh, like body cream and a bath bomb, something like that. I'm kind of working through some ideas to see what, see what works. Um, also I just wanted to throw out there, even though this is already on the Etsy page listed, um, the link is in the bio to the Etsy shop on the Instagram, see your BD. Um, it's also linked in on the website, calmyourbodydown.com. Um, but it's just Etsy search, calm your body down. Uh, I do preface that these are made to order products because I do get a lot of orders on weekends. I personally like to keep weekends times with me and my hubby because he has weekends off. I also work a part-time job. So if anything is ordered on a weekend, it is not going to get made till Monday and typically will not get shipped until either that Wednesday or Thursday. So that's why I try to keep Mondays and Fridays open for shipping because if it's later in the week I can make it and possibly ship it that Monday so just keep in mind that things are made to order that's why it takes a little bit longer to get to people um so just patience patience is a virtue um I just want to make sure I let everybody know that because uh I do pride on the fact that the ingredients are all natural and they're freshly made and everything is made to order not just sitting on a shelf and then shipped out that way it's specially made to you um with love handmade um so i'm just making sure i preface that but thanks again everybody i've had some recent sales really appreciate it make sure you're leaving reviews on the etsy page because that actually helps me out a lot um and that was it thank you very much calm your body down still off key um so guys just a heads up, uh, tomorrow's movie review Thursday. Can you guess what one? I want to see if Becky can get it. I didn't even see what... I'm a terrible person. Um... You liked the post? <laughs> and I forgot literally that fucking quick that I had to look at it again. I totally forgot. I remembered I remembered one missed call, and that was the only fucking one I remembered. I was do, like, do, damn it. Do, do. Um... Was it The Grudge? No. Damn, which one was it? The Ring. That was going to be my second guess. The Ring. That's always everybody's favorite. Pulse almost won. And I think Pulse almost won. Pulse, listen. 
the bullshit the pulse gets. Can we talk about the bullshit? Because I think that movie's incredible. I fucking love that movie. Isn't it Ian Summerholder and Kristen Bell, first of all? Fight Hello. Me. Fight me. <laughs> Kristen Bell in a horror movie? Fight me. I fucking love that movie. I and that too. movie does not I think because possibly and and I I might have to double check on this. But I think Pulse was released around the same time that movie Wes Craven's Them got released, and a lot of people didn't like that either. But I liked that. I liked. I liked too. them. I liked that movie too. I liked them. I liked. And it's it's them. it's similar. It is similar a well, little bit. Pulse but... is a remake. You know that, right? It's a Japanese. Nope. Japanese remake. Now I do. I was today years old. When I found that. Um, um, the Japanese version is better. I mean, obviously, but that is one of the. Pulse is one of the American remakes that just work. Honestly, The Ring is the best American remake, but still, Pulse was really good. Yeah, I I really liked Pulse a lot. I really, really liked Pulse a lot. I don't, I mean, one missed call and now, and then finding out that it was a remake and that the re- and that the original obviously was amazing, that one missed call, uh, I, I love one missed call. It's good, but it's what what it could have been. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it just it it. The story of One Miss Call actually reminds me of Ouija, Origin of Evil, about the sister, yeah, like, the evil, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was a little similar to that. I could see that. I could see that. But uh, obviously, Origin of Evil was amazing. <laughs> but for sure yeah but yeah i i decided to go choose four movies um four of the biggest american remakes of japanese horror films and the ring one which is funny because that's my favorite american remake of a japanese film to be honest and the story samara's story is i was gonna too. hate i can't really comment because i'm not <clears throat> not all of them I, i'm original with their uh Japanese counterpart, except for the Ring and the Grudge, um, but like like I said, I haven't seen one Miss Calls or, and just found out Pulse had one. So um, eventually, at some point in my life, I want to buy the Japanese versions of all of these films. I have Yuan, but I don't have anything else. Yeah, I need to get Ringu, One Miss Call, and Pulse, and what is it? The Tale of Two. The Sis- Tale of Two Sisters. Because isn't way. that the Uninvited? Oh shit, that is the uninvited. You're right. Never mind. One Miss Call is just I thought it was a different name. I thought it was a different name. Oh, oh no. It's it's one Miss Call in Japanese okay. too. I think it's just in Japanese and I can't say it. Well, yeah, no, of course not. You don't want to speak Japanese. I wish Sorry. I did. I wish I did. I mean one step at a time. Anime would be easier. <laughs> Where I'm not <laughs> glued to the bottom of the screen. What? Right. What? Alright guys, so tomorrow we'll be looking for the movie review on the ring. Just make sure you look at it through a phone because Samara won't come out of a phone. Dude. That would be a great remake. What, what if you watched something like a, the the tape but you watched it as a video on your phone and the motherfucker tried to come out of the phone? I mean, didn't they kind of do that? And rings. Oh. Why I tried I, to put that movie out. Why did I head. watch that as late as I did? Like, why? Why did I even... You even told me it was terrible. And I still fucking watched it. And I was like... 
Honestly, the sequel to The Ring wasn't I was that like, great. I was like, I'm a glutton for punishment. I was like, I did this on purpose. I did this on purpose. The sequel to The Ring is terrible because by the time that kid got to a certain age, he was fucking insufferable. And I'm like, Samaro, can you come get your brother? Can you come get you? Can you come get your boy? Can you come get your boy over here? Because I can't. Because he was kind of cute in the first one. He was I. And now, mm-mm. Now he's all the omen. Like, looking like fucking Damien walking little, around here. He's what a little fuck? too creepy. I can't. I can't. You gotta come... Get your child. Kai messaged me today and she was all excited. She's like, I'm watching Hell House Trilogy. I'm starting the second one now. Literally, literally, I'm not even kidding. 15 minutes later, she goes, I stopped after 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, three's trash, so don't even start three. I said, two's okay. Oh my God, three. So, guys, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Craigslist killer. Guys, we'll do a Hell House episode. Trust me. We should. Point. We No, because we need to. You just want me I, to suffer. You want me to suffer. No, I want to suffer because I want to bash I want it. Because I want to bash it. Because I want to watch it again so I can get on here and, and totally obliterate those motherfuckers for ruining such a start to a possible really great trilogy. And you fucked it up. Anyway, sorry. Well, the Craig's sequel is still story. not even that great. I mean, it's it's all right. It's better. Look, we know how the third one ended. Yeah. See, I'm excited about these Abaddon tapes coming out, though. And it was literally this the... whole like this whole prequel like series. What? There's a what? You didn't know this? No. What? Okay. Oh, now I'm for even those happier. of you now I'm even guys, happier. Listen, for those of you, who sorry, don't know, we'll get into this real quick. You had to bring up Hell House. So, the, for those of you, I that said don't Hell, know, not Hill. By the way, thank you. Right. <laughs> um, so on Facebook, apparently, it's called the Abaddon tapes. If you if you go under Hell House LLC, Fuck! they're trying to get Shutter to fund this series called the Abaddon tapes, where it's a giant ass prequel series of everything that happened before. Sorry if everybody heard that and that was annoying. This. Um, it looks really cool. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually kind of excited about it because, like, <gasps> you find out the origins behind the clown. I need to know this. Yeah. So they're actually like they keep tagging Shutter. I don't know if Shutter's getting behind it or what's happening, but I really want this to happen. Because I want to know. Yeah. They I really want the, it to happen. They go. They the first episode. So guys, the first episode explores all of the origins about Andrew Tully. The second episode is the gateway. The third one is sending the clown. So. The Billy Braddock case is the fourth episode. The fifth one is the cover-up. The sixth one is if people knew what happened. Oh, my God. Okay, still, though, the third is, oh, my God. If I knew I was watching something that was going to turn into a Christian horror movie. Isn't that a, isn't that a, uh, what is that called? Oxymoron. Oxymoron I know you yeah. would think so, but I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know if you can just it keep that it, it just keep that in mind until you, oh my god so anyway I'm so sorry we have to yeah guys the Abaddon tapes <laughs> um keep an eye out for those because I've been hearing more and more coming god, out about these I'm so these. glad you told me about that because now so, I'm really happy and I'm really excited and we need to make that a thing please shut so up. once it comes out too maybe we could just do an entire episode about the movies and the tapes yeah well, okay we'll do that I like that we idea. still haven't even done a Hell House we haven't even done an Exorcist episode. We're so behind in our shows episodes. We haven't even done Bates Motel. 
and I gotta rewatch that with my dad. I've rewatched <laughs> it six times. Oh, okay, that's not happening. But <laughs> get with the times. Rewatch it six times like a psychopath like me. <laughs> Ooh, I should I should watch something new. Pilot of Bates Motel. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so the Craigslist killer. We're there. We're there. We made it. <laughs> Looks like. So guys, um, I don't know if any of you have seen this film. I I do know that the film was actually my introduction to this whole thing. I did, it was life. I think it was a lifetime. It's a, movie. It was a lifetime movie. That's yeah. how I found out about it. It was a fucking lifetime. Movie. And they were like based like, on a true story, and I was like, the fuck. So of course, you know, I have to, I have to research. Um. So Philip Haynes Markoff is his name. Was an American medical student who was charged with the armed robbery and murder of Jalissa Brisman in a Boston hotel on April fourteenth of two thousand nine, and two other armed robberies. He maintained his innocence of all charges and pleaded not guilty at his arraignment. A grand jury indicted Markoff for first-degree murder, armed robbery, and other charges. He was born February 12th, 1986, and he died August 15th, 2010, in Boston, Massachusetts. He committed suicide. Uh, so he committed suicide in Boston's Nashua Street Jail, where he was awaiting trial. Uh, he was one of several criminals described by media outlets as the Craigslist killer because the killer was alleged to have met his victims through ads placed on the internet site, site Craigslist. Two of his alleged victims were offering erotic services on Craigslist. So we just need to preface before we go on further that um, even though Philip Markoff, I mean, we can pretty well say without a shadow of the doubt that he is the Craigslist killer. Um he was never actually convicted and sentenced because he committed suicide before he was sentenced. So we have to preface that, unfortunately, for legal reasons, we have to refer to him as the alleged killer because there was never an actual prosecution of the case because, like a little bitch-ass, uh, he killed himself Easy way out. before, and uh, we will describe in thorough detail, I would love to, because he was such a piece of garbage, um, how he killed himself, because trust me, this wasn't some light. He made sure he was going to die. It was very, very brutal, and he definitely suffered, and he deserved it. Aww. Because he was sick. And that was a very sarcastic, um, by the way. <laughs> so there's there's one thing that I want to get out because uh, Dan Cummins did an amazing time suck. Thank you, Dan, because this is where I wanted the idea to do this. Did an amazing time suck episode about him and uh, prefaced a lot in that episode. And that's something I want to say too here on our podcast is that if you have really deep secrets, just get it out. You know, either tell your family, tell a priest, tell your therapist, go to therapy, do something. Because the more we're going to dig into his history, Philip Markov had some really deep, deep-seated secrets and addictions and, and things that I believe if he could have been honest with someone about at some point in his life, it could have saved um, 
I'm so sorry. It could have saved uh, Jalissa's Jalissa from being murdered. I feel like you're talking about every other killer in the world. Um, very true. Uh, <laughs> also, we should preface that even though he's referred to as the alleged Craigslist killer, he was not a serial killer. The no, only no, victim no. that was murdered, there were four victims, but the only victim that was murdered was Jalissa. It's kind of like Ed Gain. Like, what, he killed two people? Or three victims, I'm sorry. There were three victims, but out of the three, Jalissa was the only one that was murdered. Ed killed two, so... Still not a serial same killer. Thing. not a serial killer. Um, like, cause, yeah, so, because Ed was called the Butcher of Plainfield. And right. No, I mean, yeah, so you can't even be He's considered... always listed with serial killers, but he's not. Right, so that was the other... So, yeah. I just couple things I just wanted to preface. A, we, for legal reasons, have to refer to him as allegedly because he was never formally prosecuted. Uh, B, even though he was called the Craigslist killer, he only murdered one person, allegedly. And C, uh, yeah, if you or anyone you know just... I mean, you know, if you if you're if you're gay, if you are possibly trans, if you... <sighs> If you have suicidal ideation, anything, literally anything that you feel like is a secret, gambling addictions, drug, anything. If you feel like you have something that is so deep-seated that you feel like you, it just, you don't know how to get it out. You grew up with a certain status. Your parents are rich or religious or, or whatever. And you just feel like you have to keep it. I'm, I'm not saying that this was his excuse for what he did, but I, I really believe that if he just would have reached out to someone, this could have saved Jalissa's life because he had some really deep-seated secrets that I think he was deeply ashamed of, especially being kind of basically a white, affluent male that grew up in a white affluent area of the country. And, you know, he was into transsexuals. He was into a lot of different things. And if he would have just been able to be honest with somebody about these things, I believe not only would it have saved, it, it would have saved two lives. It would have saved Jalissa's life. It would have saved his life. I think he would have ended up being a better person. Uh, again, this is no, I don't, I don't like to make, we never make excuses for the killers that we talk about in our topics on this podcast. We just want to give an understanding that there is always a background to these stories. And if things just would have been different in the circumstances, a lot of lives could have been saved because these things will repeat themselves. That's why I preface saying, if there's something that you really feel like you're struggling so deeply with that you feel like you could harm yourself or harm someone else or whatever like you you have to talk to someone you have to tell someone also something else that and if you know someone like philip gave signs there were signs people that knew him in high school people that knew him in college there were signs antisocial very weird in his interactions with with other women uh he almost a sexually assaulted one of his best friends when he was in college it was a very he was everybody kept saying how nice he was but how strange he was and i'm just not buying it there were signs there also were clear signs. um i guarantee you if you think you're alone and how you feel you're not no i guarantee you you're not oh my god because you 
when when you go through things, you are conditioned to believe that you're the only one going through them. Yeah. Someone else has felt it. Someone else knows what you're going through. Someone else understands. Yeah. You're not crazy. You're not stupid. It's what you're feeling is probably something that's natural. If it's not natural, then seriously get help. But even if it isn't natural, you know, that's why you get help. You know, you're like, I'm having these unnatural thoughts. It, It is so unhealthy to hold it in. It's going to manifest in a different way if you hold it in. And if you let it out, then you're like, oh, it's almost like a burden. It's like this giant ass rock. Like, let me tell you, when I came out to my family, it was like an entire boulder was just lifted off my shoulders. It was amazing. And I know yeah. any of you that are scared to come out, any of you that are scared to, you know, tell somebody whatever it is. It will make you feel so much yeah. better. That's what I'm saying. This, in, especially in that aspect, when it comes to questioning your sexuality, it, it, yeah, just be honest with yourself about it. Even if you're like, well, I feel like what I'm attracted to is crazy. I guarantee you, it isn't. No. Someone else out there is attracted to the same thing. No. If you always <laughs> thought you were a straight male, quote unquote, but you're attracted to transsexual women or trans women, I'm sorry, trans women, there's nothing wrong with you. Nope. There's not, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you whatsoever. It's extremely common <laughs> as an american pie it's perfectly like, natural oh since american gosh. pie keeps coming Just up into my anyway so you guys um philip markoff was the son of susan haynes i don't know why i weirdly was like haynes susan haynes and richard markoff a dentist in syracuse new york syracuse he had an older brother, Jonathan Markoff, and a half-sister whose father was Susan's second husband, Gary Carroll, who was a banker. He graduated in 2004 from Vernon Verona Sherrill High School. That is a mouthful of a high school, where yeah. he was a member of the National Honor Society, History Club, Youth Court, and the school bowling golf teams. After high school, he attended Sunny Albany, where he was a pre-med student and graduated from Sunny Albany uh, 2007 and applied for medical schools after taking the MCAT. He was a second year medical student at the Boston University School of Medicine at the time of the crimes. He was suspended from the school after the charges were lodged against him. I wanted to actually go back real quick about um, his childhood. Uh, so there was a really great Vanity Fair article written about Philip um, that I'm just going to use as some examples to throw in. Um, his parents divorced when he was still a toddler. So his father, Richard, uh, who was a dentist by trade, remarried and took his brother, Jonathan, to Syracuse. Philip stayed with his mother, Susan, who went on to marry uh, Gary, the banker. And then um, Gary and Susan had Philip's half-sister. Um, and then Susan and Gary uh, subsequently split up. And uh, Gary took uh, Philip's half-sister, and she remained with her father. Um, no one in the community that they grew up in ever said that they remembered seeing. So Casper had listed off a lot of the accomplishments that he had when he was in school. 
and nobody in the community ever remembered seeing his parents or his step parents participate in any of the activities that he did when he was in school or show up to any of the local community activities that he was involved in. Um, he excelled in youth bowling leagues. Um, there was some instances where people think that, especially when it came to his stepfather, that his stepfather favored his stepsister over him. Uh, there was an instance where neighbors remember that his stepsister was a Girl Scout. And every year that she would sell Girl Scout cookies, uh, the stepfather would take her door to door or uh, take her trick or treating around Halloween or set up in front of the local grocery store to sell her Girl Scout cookies. So he was very involved with Philip's half sister, but no involvement with him. So it's almost as if the overachievement was a cry for attention. I'm trying to make him proud somehow. You're a young man, you want a dad. Your real dad got remarried, took off, took your brother. Brother's got a great life. He ends up getting married, has a great life. He works out great. Your mom remarries to a guy that she later divorces again. And this guy, okay, he married your mom, but he's not your dad. And, you know, I don't know what kind of relationship we had he had with him, but from what I'm guessing... It wasn't a close one because that's not his biological father. And it's very unfortunate because that situation doesn't always work out like that. But in some situations it does. And this is one that I believe from an early age caused Philip to reach out in any way, shape or form that he could to get attention. Because not only that, he was just a, he was a very quiet, awkward kid. He was basically described as a nerd in high school. He was into computer science uh sci-fi shows he um okay attack <laughs> same <laughs> um he was on the golf and bowling teams um he was very even though he was very quiet he was apparently very intense and competitive um he also started uh playing poker and um in like junior high so this was even before high school so uh that plays again into Philip's future because this is a big part of the reason why his crimes start to happen is he uh started learning poker and blackjack early on I mean even up until he was in college um they would but but when he would play with his friends there was always a limit they never went over a certain a certain limit once he got into college because he learned in junior high high school and then even once he got into college he put a limit and somewhere with other addictions i think just things came into play um in college they mentioned that even though he was in a he was really um he was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very active. He was very active in college. He belonged to a pre-med fraternity, Phi Delta Epsilon. He was a mentor and a volunteer. Uh, he went to a he went to Halloween parties, um, but he really wasn't very social. And people said that at times he was very awkward and inappropriate. Uh, the one classmate I mentioned. Her name was Morgan Houston. She blamed it later on him being drunk. 
But um, even though they were friends and she had a boyfriend, he pushed her up against a wall and just would not stop trying to make out with her. And it literally took another guy to physically grab him and pull him off of her. Like, and she said that even though we kind of remained friends after that, I was never alone with him. He made me very uncomfortable. Um, so there was that instance. There was also times where people remember that he would just disappear and sometimes you would find him sitting at his computer and it god only knows how many hours he would just sit there in front of his computer one one roommate at a, at one time said that he knows for a fact that he sat at his computer for eight hours one time and god only knows you know he was he was a pre-med student they always thought maybe it was research or school stuff but i mean now we know a lot of that could have been because he was looking up Craigslist ads not only to meet for sex, but then these massages, but under the guise of ultimately wanting to rob people because the gambling addiction right. became out of control. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there just to give some... No, that's a lot more background There's a lot of background yeah. about him. Yeah. So there's just, just to preface a lot of like, like, yeah, his family life may have seemed normal, but like divorce in that aspect can really cause a lot of trauma in a kid's life. And then your biological brother's gone. Your biological father's gone. Now you have a step sibling and a stepfather who is not a father to you. And the sibling's not really a sibling to you. And then your mom splits from that guy and he takes off with your other sibling. I mean, his, from the time he was a toddler, everything in his life was fractured. Mm -hmm. So I feel like everything academically and sports wise was all to make up for that that's where the competitiveness came from he yes. felt like he had to compete yes for attention love yes you know, whatever Every, everything 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 yeah um so he met megan McAllister, which who was a native of new jersey in 2005 and while they were both volunteers at albany medical center hospital emergency room they were engaged to be married with their wedding plan for august 14th of 2009 McAllister was to have begun Mc medical school in the fall of 2009 so yeah he was engaged if you guys did not know that she was two years older than him um they both she especially has mentioned later on that she believes that and not just as far as a relationship period that she was the only person that ever truly loved philip probably yeah and and like I said, I don't even mean romantically. I just mean to actually, actually like love him. love exactly him because I because I think he didn't even care about the murder. Her rejection yeah. is why he killed himself. Because that last time she came to see him in prison, she's like, "No, we're done." And then right after that, he killed himself. So it was her rejection because she was literally the only person that loved him ever in his whole that's so sad life. Too. He was very sad. I mean, like. On one hand, it's like, fuck him for what he did. Because also the, the horrible thing that ended up happening to, um, what's her name? Jalissa. She was so heavily portrayed in the media as being a prostitute. And she absolutely was not a prostitute. I don't care how you guys want to feel about what she was doing. 
what she was getting paid money for or whatever, the way she was ripped apart in the media was absolutely disgusting. And it was not fair, especially since she was a woman of color. Her mother, her both of her parents were immigrants. Her mother didn't even speak English, but she, you know, she was a hard worker, came from a hardworking family. Like, even no, if it doesn't matter, even if she was a fucking prostitute, she did not deserve to be murdered. I don't. How many times fuck. do like, women have to prostitute just to take care? of I'm their sorry, children? you're right. I didn't even need to justify. Like, <laughs> I just want to say that I'm pissed that. The but no, I get what you're saying. That way. Like, I get what you're saying. Off for her family's sake. But bottom line, you are absolutely a thousand percent right. Even if she was a prostitute, he was fucked. She should not have been murdered. Bottom line, for any reason, I don't, I don't care. But um, McAllister. So I just wanted to give a quick background too. During the during the time that he was on these Craigslist ads and the assaults and the ultimate murder happened, even though they were living in the same apartment together, McAllister was. When she was in medical school, she was in the Caribbean. So she was actually gone for a, over a year. There was a really long span of time where uh, they weren't even around each other. So, um, yeah, that was the other thing that people had talked about, too, that even, you know, their relationship happened very quickly in a short period of time. And really... McAllister's family didn't even know him. Her bridesmaids hadn't even met him yet. Well. <laughs> but she just, she believed that she described him as the most brilliant person she ever met. She, she really, really, really loved him. Really, truly loved. She felt like she is the only person that really, what was so sad about this is, is the way, the way she described him is, on one hand, she felt like she understood him better than anybody. But on another hand, she was so distraught that someone she felt like she understood kept so many secrets from her. So many secrets. So many secrets from her. Just a couple. On one hand, and then just on a couple. Secrets, too, also, that really someone who knew about computers the way he did... He left an open trail. He left a huge, I mean, the email addresses. He kept the burner phones. He was it's using. It's not like he was trying to hide it. I mean, he really wasn't because that's like, how they got him. Yeah. They found, they, they tracked his IP address to his apartment complex. And, but they couldn't figure out through the, oh, it's the heater oh. kicking up. Um, <laughs> it's the. The router. They couldn't figure out mm -hmm. which router it was coming from. But because the other victims had such a great description of him and they had him on the surveillance tapes at the hotels, that when he walked out of the apartment with McAllister, the cops were like, that's him. That's got to be him. It's got to be him. And they pulled him over. Yep. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought it was for a speeding ticket. Right. And, right. Like whole life whole everything just turned upside apart. down you know but i think he you know he felt he never up before he met her he never really had he never dated in high school um didn't would hit on girls in college but again he was very awkward and uh really the only one that ever showed him 
that type of love and attention for the first time ever was was her. Megan. It was her. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. So, getting into the robberies and the murder, um, he was suspected in three robberies, one which included a murder. Trisha Leffler, who was an escort, was bound and gagged and robbed at gunpoint on April 10th of 2009. This was four days. Four days before, he, weren't they before supposed to get married? Well, it was four days before he killed Jalane. Or J- oh, uh, yeah, J- yeah. Jalissa. 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 Before, he, before he killed Jalissa. Um, the Weston Copley Place Hotel in Boston. Um, Jalissa, who had posted an advertisement online offering a massage service, was found dead on April 14th, 2009 at the Copley Marriott in Boston. And Cynthia Melton, an exotic dancer offering lap dance services, was the victim of an attempted robbery on April 16th, 2009 at a Holiday Inn Express at Warwick, Rhode Island. This is literally all within a week. Yeah, it's like... And they're all near this casino that mm -hmm. he was going to. Yep. So police suspected that the three crimes, uh, close in time and similar in many ways, were committed by the same person. Security camera footage, cell phone activity, and email evidence led police to suspect Philip in the April 10th and 14th incidents, and he was arrested on the 20th, in Walpole, Massachusetts, while he and his fiance were en route to Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. On April 21st, 21st, he was arraigned in Brisbane's death. The prosecutor stated, excuse me, that a semi-automatic handgun where wrist restraints and duct tape had been found in his apartment. He pleaded not guilty. On May 4th, Rhode Island officials issued a warrant for his arrest on April 16th, or in the April 16th incident, Though the state's attorney general said that their prosecution would not go forward until the Boston charges were resolved. Markoff's trial was originally expected to begin July 2010, but was later delayed to March 2011. His fiance initially affirmed her belief in his innocence. She called him beautiful inside and out. But on April 29th, she visited him in a jail to call off their wedding. And on June 11th, she visited him a second time and told him she did not plan to see him again for a long period of time, if ever. That was his, that was the snap. So he actually made several suicide attempts while he was in jail. One, one was three days after his arrest. One after his fiance broke up with him. And on one on the day his wedding was to have taken place. At various times he was on suicide watch or in the jail psychiatric unit. But on August 15th, 2010, one year and one day after his wedding was to have taken place, he was found dead in a cell. He used a knife made from a pin and a piece of metal to cut arteries in his ankles, legs, and neck. He swallowed toilet paper and... So he's to... bleeding out yes. while this is happening because he cut into major arteries. He swallowed... He stuffed his mouth with the toilet paper and then taped the bag around his head with gauze. And swallowed so and swallowed the toilet paper as he was bleeding out as he was suffocating. Also, <laughs> yeah, he wanted to die. Yeah, he wanted to die. That that will guarantee that you're trigger warning. Nobody do that, but for any reason, call suicide hotline. Nobody do that, but yeah, no, he he made sure that that was going to happen. And actually, the police found 
his former fiance's name and their pet's name, their pet names for each other in blood on the cell wall, and photographs of both of them were scattered about. I'm not gonna lie, like, as much of a piece of shit that he was, that's really fucking sad. Yeah, it was a god-awful death, because he absolutely, he just, he knew. He knew. Um... The thing is, though, it's just, it definitely is a very coward, cowardly way out. It is. Um, you know, he he pled not guilty all the way up until the end. Um, I mean, there was so much evidence against him. By the time they were able to trace everything, they found, because uh, he was using Andrew. He would use a fake name uh, when he would meet up. And they found an ID of an Andrew that obviously they were able to rule out wasn't the killer. Uh, he stole the panties from the three women. They found five pairs of panties rolled up in socks that were shoved in between the mattress and the box spring of the bed that he shared with Megan. Um, so who those other panties were from, you know, who knows? Um... The IP addresses, the email addresses, all the Craigslist keeps a running everything, his Craigslist account, everything got the, the, the burner track phones. They found the track phones. Um, I mean, everything. So, you know, again, legally for legal reasons, we have to say alleged, but every single piece of evidence, not to mention the fact to... Well, three eyewitnesses, because actually, not only was Trisha able to give an eyewitness, the other victim, Cynthia, was that mm -hmm. her name? So Cynthia did sensual, <laughs> Cynthia was married, and, but she would do sensual massages, and her husband basically would act as like the, the muscle in case whoever she was servicing got out of hand or whatever um and when philip pulled the gun he couldn't get the gag in cynthia's mouth he would use a ball gag and he couldn't get the ball gag in cynthia's mouth and her husband could hear a commotion outside the hotel when he came to knock philip opened the door and pulled the gun on him he started backing up tripped and fell and for whatever reason that freaked Philip out, well, we know why, because it was literally two days after he just murdered somebody. He didn't even intend on murdering Jalissa. No. She put up a fight. She put up a hard fight because she was not She was like, This isn't what she I'm didn't going. know what was going on. Um Yeah, because there was definitely a struggle. He hit her with the butt of the gun and then shot her three times. Um Yeah, it was just the whole thing was crazy. But again, he had a lot of secrets. There were, um, his brother came to visit him in between one of the times that Megan came to visit him. And he told his brother, um, just go back home. And he basically told his brother, just go back home and forget about me because there are a lot of other things later that are going to come out about me. And I think that, I think, there were three factors losing Megan knowing that he was going to be convicted and he was either going to face the death penalty or spend the rest of his life in prison. And he's this young nerdy white kid. Like he just, he wasn't going to make it. He was not going to make it in prison. There's just no way. 
he was wasn't gonna make it in prison um and then number three all of the things that were eventually going to come out about him responding to uh ebony transsexual erotic services he was wanting black men to massage him he was messaging transsexuals on uh and i'm so i'm so sorry if i'm fucking up the terminology guys this was in the mid 2000s they were referred to as trannies i know that is not at all the possible terminology but i'm just referencing to what the time frame was that they were referred to but there were so many ads on craigslist for uh it would be t for m so it was like trannies for males and there were just there were so many there were so many ads and messages back and forth um but he never went through with any of them as far as they know as far as they know at least one of them in particular that was interviewed later under anonymity he never met up with that guy but they did a lot of sent he sent a lot of dick pics to a lot of dick pics and as far as they were able to tell none of them went to biological women they were all to men preferably black men or to transsexual women he had a fetish a fetish or preference whatever you want to call it but but during that time i mean i'm I, again i'm not trying to make excuses but young white guy troubled family affluent upbringing gambling addiction and you are starting and you basically are now questioning your sexuality like am this i is am i straight like this is literally and i mean this guy and he would wear the women's panties this guy took. is a little bit more extreme but btk yeah what if btk was what if dennis raider came out about the fact that he was into or he, that he was gender fluid and he liked to dress up in women's clothing. Like, and then he came if... out that he was into BDSM. BDSM, like, clearly there's a big group for that when I just said it's a very BDSM. Safe. It's you can do it. Practiced by many, many people in very, very, very safe environments. But he very, didn't tell anybody with, with about consenting it. consenting adults mm -hmm. all the time throughout the whole world. Yep. But unfortunately, cases like him come about and it gives the whole community a bad name because he was, I mean, obviously he had other issues going on, oh, yeah. but you always think to yourself, if these secrets, if these people would have been able to be honest, maybe the other issues they had going on, they could, you know, work on those as well because they were finally able to be honest about I also feel like themselves. a lot of it's to do with they feel like they're alone. I don't like they feel, they Markov, feel like they're you wrong. Talk about some, this they kid, feel like it's yes, wrong yes. To, I, to like that. I feel, I feel for sure in Philip Markov's case that he felt like he was totally alone and that what he was doing was absolutely wrong. Like I think he I had I think Dennis Rader did I think too. he had so much I don't think Dennis Rader had shame. I don't think he had any shame. Well, I meant about the the BDSM stuff, not the because he always oh, tried to yeah. hide it. Oh, okay, yeah. You know oh, what I'm trying yeah. to say? Oh God, okay, I get it. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. he, he felt definitely like had that was. Oh wrong. my God, and he was this. Look at how he got caught. The fucking his church. He was this pillar in the community in a 
deacon in his freaking so church. Yeah, of course, you were talking he about would shame. think BDSM is wrong. Shame. Probably more shame about the BDSM than even the murder. That's what I'm saying. Sakes. Yeah, oh I'm my sure. God. Like, I I don't I don't have any sympathy for that man uh, at yeah, all. No. No. But I'm just saying. When you look at it in that direction, where it's like he was legitimately shameful for doing shit like that, he always tried to hide it. He thought BDS. I mean, he probably didn't even know BDSM was right. a was an acronym. But you know, you have him thinking that how he thinks this binding is wrong sexually because he gets turned on by it clearly. Right. But and he didn't even like realize it was on a group of people that, people that literally do this get turned on by the same thing, and there's. As long as it's consenting, yes, consenting. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's consenting. No, exactly. Yeah, if it's between consensual adults, there's nothing wrong with it, and there are people out there who like that. So, I feel like him hiding that is the not the same because clearly, like I said, he's a little bit more off the walls than Philip here. Right, but um. That's just what I'm saying. When you hide a secret like that, you feel like it's wrong. I think Philip could have possibly gotten to that point, though. I think it could, you know, not not discounting the, you know, the the horrible result that ultimately happened to Jalissa. Well, Dennis think... Dennis hit it hit it better. That's true, and that's horrible to say. That's true. That's absolutely horrible to say because you got to think about this man who hit it for how many years. When he kept it, he he went dormant for how many years, and then got caught because well he was a narcissist. Dennis Rader was a narcissist, but oh yeah, because he was getting pissed. He didn't want anybody else to have credit. Yeah. He wanted credit. These ones that want credit for what they did, you know, they don't want to get caught, <laughs> but they want every like like no, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to get caught, but I want everybody to know I did. <laughs> okay. The fuck? Does it, <laughs> one or the other, motherfucker. You can't. That literally doesn't work. Doesn't like, work. No, in no capacity does that fucking work. Um, yeah, that's why things... Uh, something else I did want to preface, too, with Philip. So, there's been ongoing debates between authorities and the media on why exactly he was... Uh, robbing like why he why he robbed trisha actually they even think too that he might have been originally when he was doing the the trannies and again i apologize for the terminology i'm just reading from what it was back then um that the reason why he was possibly soliciting for these is that he may have been setting up to meet because even if, even there were even times where he wanted to dress up like a woman and meet with other men and they think that cops believe that possibly he might have set up meetings with Johns and would dress up like a woman. And then when they would show up thinking they were going to have sex with him or whatever, that he would rob them. So they were thinking at first that might have been mm -hmm. something that he was possibly going to do Maybe. and then decided to change it. Maybe he thought the women massages were an easier target i don't know um, i was thinking about that too Maybe probably carried could overpower women yeah easier. and they probably carried a lot more cash on them so you know what i mean uh because typically in those type of jobs you're well yeah you're paying cash mm -hmm. so they're going to carry more cash with them but there has been some debate as to whether 
the reason why he needed so much money was due to gambling debts or uh, student loan debt, which, you know, he had both, but undoubtedly he had a gambling addiction. I mean, they, they got him, uh, I know one place he went to, uh, that you could, one of the casinos, um, it was called Wampum something, I think. It was one, it was an Indian casino. I know that for sure. And, uh, I mean, he was just, he was seen visiting there so many times in the span of weeks. Well, he even got caught while him and his fiance were going to a casino. On the way to a casino. So, the yeah. man clearly loved to gamble. Yeah. I mean, obviously, to the extent that, did, you know, did, did Megan know to the extent? Obviously not. I think she just thought it was, Well, that's probably you know, why he had to rob hobby. people, you know? Right. To hide, because she would have known if it was their money. A lot of it was, yeah. So, was, yeah. So, no, she probably had no idea to what extent. You know, and at the time all of this was happening, he wasn't working, really. Like, he was still... He was still a student, basically, mm -hmm. so he didn't have a job. He really didn't, you know, so you're wondering, like, where, if he's gambling, where is this money coming from? I was trying to find something in this article, too, when they ultimately searched his apartment. Um, like, not only did he have, well, when they pulled them over, not only was there a large, was he found, or, you know, with a large sum of cash, but there was also uh, quite a bit of cash found um when they were searching for evidence mm -hmm. uh so yeah that was another thing too um yeah this is just a really really sad story all the way around just how this ended up happening i just really think things could have turned around a lot and been a lot different for everybody in this case um you know, and another thing, too, it really shined a light on sex and the Internet. And especially when it came to Craigslist earlier on, you know, they they end up eliminating their erotic services category because obviously people were were using that for other things. And also a big thing that it shined a light on, even though this doesn't really have to do with that, is uh those services were heavily being used for child sex trafficking. Heavily. Craigslist was, whether they wanted to admit to it or not, there were so many exposés done that a lot of those services being offered, they were, there, there was sex trafficking. And a lot of it was child sex trafficking. It was re really, really, really bad. Um, because once everything became digital and, and, you could cover it up with Craigslist fairly easily if they knew what to say and how to say it. Um, but I mean, if anything, it made Craigslist change a lot about, uh, you know, cause it's just this, the way Craigslist is run, you know, no ads or whatever. It just seems so easily available to people and easier to use, especially when it comes to setting up ads in that type of format so i just it shouldn't it shouldn't have taken this for it to happen like something this serious for it to happen that someone actually had to be murdered 
for it to happen, but... Um, That's why I said, you know, posting today, be careful. Be careful on the internet. You know, you never know who's on the other side. Basically. Again, yeah, this is a really good lesson in, you know, Jalissa had done this before and maybe, maybe before things were safe, she'd do whatever to a client and get a thousand dollars and no big deal. But, you know, it took this one time meeting this Andy guy and she paid the ultimate price. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing, especially now. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. You have no idea who you're talking to. Yeah, so really two big lessons out of all of this is if you know anybody with secrets or you have secrets, get it out. Just just find go. someone that you trust. Oh my god, tell somebody. Like I like I said, Even a if therapist, it a counselor, have, yeah, any, a religious you trust. person at your church, whoever, just whoever you think that you could trust and understand you, tell them. And don't don't trust people on the internet i mean you don't you know unless you uh, unless it's a, a circumstance where it's someone a friend of a friend or whatever whatever you know but bottom line of it bottom line of it it's it's complete strangers you don't you don't know you have no idea you don't know so just just be careful it's getting worse and worse and worse and it just it's completely taken over and it's how people you know, I understand it's the new way that people get to know each other. And, and it's great. The internet can be an absolutely have... wonderful place. I've met some amazing, amazing people on the internet. But I'm telling you, there's that one. Because <laughs> there was a guy, and I'm sure all of you guys are going to be like, I already know who you're going to say. Um, I, I, I'll call him out by name. Lozman. He was on... He was a huge, huge part of the horror family. Turns out he was acute. He was sexually harassing women. Everything he talked about was a lie. He pretended to know celebrities. Who the fuck? Who um, was this? Yeah. Um, one of our favorite people, um, abhorrently yours. Oh my God, I fucking love her so much. She came forward and did a literal like Ooh, 20. You said one of my favorite people. Hmm. One of your favorite who? On Twitter. Her name's Abhorrently Yours. Oh, oh. On Twitter. Okay, okay. She came forward and did literally like a 20-piece thread about this guy. Things he had said to her. Um, and it, it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. And more women were starting to come forward with things that he had said to them. Now, he DM'd me and we talked, but I kind of got that weird vibe from him. But also I was just like, whatever. Um... He never talked that way to me, probably because he knew I was gay as hell, but the way that he talked to some of these women was absolutely disgusting, and I heard a lot about how he lied about knowing certain celebrities to be, to literally get attention, and it it was just disgusting. It was a blow to all of us. We were all shocked to hear about it, but that just goes to show you, you don't know, he looked like the guy on the other side of the screen, but he wasn't. It wasn't him completely different person and just just tells you you think you know someone and you don't i promise you though everything that oh i my see god. on the internet's true i wish to god i knew who you were talking about i literally have no idea who you're talking it's because it was twitter 
Okay. He's on Instagram, but I blocked him, so he's... <laughs> okay. I'm like, I... Would it even be he went, I would know? He went by Lawsman. No, you wouldn't know oh, him. Oh, okay. Was... You wouldn't know him. He was he was just big in the horror family, but no, he, he's been blocked by everyone else. <laughs> he got... His Twitter got reported so much that he was gone, and everyone's like, he'll be back, and then I was like, he came back, he's on Instagram, and then everyone's blocking him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah God, and people do that so easily but what's no funny and i love this this is why i love the horror family on twitter and shout out to everyone on the horror fam because we all we're all amazing oh jesus christ i'm so i'm so sorry that was so loud i am okay. so sorry Woo! i'm so sorry that was so loud um apologies so when one person does something like that if one person gets a nasty message, or if someone's rude to someone, I'm like, I don't think you understand the army of people that's about to come after you. We don't fuck around, either. I had one person say something about how people are easily pleased by her horrible horror movies, like Halloween, Hereditary, and something else, and the people that came after him. They were just ripping him to shreds. And I was like, and he blocked me because I said, it's okay to have a, have a different opinion. Just don't make other people feel shitty for liking something that you don't. And then I got blocked. Well, you know, narcissists don't know how to do that. But it was great because <laughs> the entire horror family just went after him. That's why they, so. that's why they love social media so much. <laughs> Someone was literally like, these motherfuckers on Twitter, what in the hell? <laughs> it's called freedom of speech, not freedom from consequences. Thank you. No, I just mean it sums up a lot. There's, people always have that argument of, there's been so much brought up. I'm, I'm not even going to say from where you guys know what I'm talking about, but obviously there's been so much, it's just a good segue in saying there's been so much brought up about, you know, and on both sides, you know, what, what you can and cannot say on the internet. And, and first things first, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, these are not federally run companies these are privately again, run companies they're privately run companies <laughs> so if they don't like what somebody's saying they have that right to say you can't be on our publicly run platform anymore now i'm not saying i agree or disagree on either way of however because you know i i've also heard on the other side of it for instance, you guys know, I've said a million times, I've mentioned Joe Rogan, Dan Cummins. I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. And stand-up comedy in the last couple of years, especially before COVID, was getting attacked by cancel culture and people that are overtly sensitive. And it's like, if you can't tell the difference between a joke and not, that's you. That's not the person telling the joke. That's something... If it's a joke about rape and you've been raped, but this joke has nothing to do with you and you're offended by the joke, that's you. That's something that you need to go to therapy for, that you need to deal with and, and your trauma response. It has nothing to do with the comedian. 
So I, a lot I'm, of comedians are very dark humored. Very, every, very dark every humored. majority of every. Look, I I listen to some comedy that a lot of people would absolutely not listen to because that's just. It's my trauma response. <laughs> I've been through a lot of trauma. I know how to laugh at pain. It's it's the biggest thing that's kept me alive and it's my number one coping mechanism. And it's been a pretty damn good one so far. Um it's yeah, it's kind it's of what, mine it, too. it works. It just it's what fucking works. And so on the other flip side of it, there's this well, you know, if on the right they're being banned for what they're saying, what about you know, us being, you know, cancel culture is all the way around everywhere. I hate that it's even a thing because it's fucking stupid. It's the stupidest thing and it only exists because of social media. And it's really, really, really dumb because what it all boils down to is this. We live in a country where we are fortunate enough to absolutely have the freedom to say what ever we want whenever we want but you will never be free of the consequence of what you say there's always a consequence Mm -hmm. it's why people that work in customer service don't tell you to go fuck your (laughs) because we would we fucking you know what if it meant we couldn't get fired? Do you have any idea oh how many God. people in my past experiences, medical and retail, I would have literally told to go shove their head up Satan's asshole? It was already there. No, for real. One day. You never have freedom One day out of every six months, customer service people should be allowed without consequence like the purge yeah absolutely a customer service purge exactly yep without any consequence Mm -hmm. be allowed the customer cannot call the manager no the the person the employee cannot be fired no um or written up written up they cannot get docked their pay nope no they should be allowed to tell the customer whatever the fuck they want to say yep whatever the customer is not always right Do you know how much stress would be, like, that would be the one day, the two days a year they would all... The customer is not always right. They're not. They're not. They're not. And I'm sorry people have believed that model for way too long because it's wrong and it's a lie and it's not true. It's, it's not. I'm just saying. It's just not. Could you imagine the amount of stress that would be lifted? Yeah, but no, you know, you know what really needs to happen is every single person, by the time they're of a certain working age, their very first job needs to be in customer service. Mine was. That needs to be your very first job for everyone, for everyone, because I'm telling you. you I've worked. You can tell who has and who hasn't, and they're the customers that you will tell to go fuck yourself (laughs) because they have literally no idea at all no they i'm not just, gonna lie no capacity at all i have had my days where i've had terrible days and i've taken it out i i'm not gonna lie i have taken it out everybody on... does that because we're human beings yeah <laughs> but i catch myself i did it i actually did it the other day to my apartment complex um one of the people that worked there i was having a really bad day now i didn't yell i never actually yell i just kind of get loud and stern 
um, I was getting kind of loud with her and I was getting kind of aggravated and I stopped myself and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop right now. I'm really sorry. This has nothing to do with you. This is not your problem. This is my problem. I've had a terrible day and I'm taking it out on you. I'm sorry. The look on her face, she was like, it's, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. It's not okay to take out my problems on you when you have nothing to do with any of this. You're just doing your job. Well, because people in customer service are like, you're and she, she did you're say condition, that. You're conditioned to just take it. She said that too. She was like, you've worked in customer service, haven't you? And I said, honestly, honey, I've worked in customer service my entire life. Same. I know what it's like to be yelled at. Yeah. That's why I don't do it anymore. Cause, uh, sorry. I'm like, y'all, uh, I reached my limit. <laughs> And uh, Becky was about to turn into a real gremlin and fuck some people. Were you fed up at midnight? Yes. <laughs> Not good. And that's why I was like, I have paid my dues. I'm walking away now. I've paid my dues. I, beyond. Time after time. Beyond. I'm telling you, know, I should have sang that fucking song when I quit. Like that literally. That should have been my walk. That should have been my walkout song. It should have. <laughs> no, and hopefully I'm heading that direction, but it's gonna be a while, which it's, is fine. It happens. Hopefully for everyone. It's fine. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that but for you ones that are still in the grind and doing it, we salute you because we've been there and we, we know. We salute you for thousand customer service. <laughs> I was gonna say, please don't get that song stuck in my <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that that pretty much covers yeah, everything. It was a short for... one, but it was a fun one. I really wanted to. I wanted to talk about him because, again, this it wasn't was... really fun. Well, no, sorry, it wasn't fun. I was like, no, wait, it wasn't. Was it? It's fun because we love you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> the subject matter wasn't fun. I'm no. sorry. It just you know what's actually really interesting. Cool? It was just a really interesting one because he. This is just such a crazy case because he was never right. convicted. So you have to say allegedly, and he wasn't a serial killer. He only killed one person, but there was a weird motive behind it. And he had all these secrets and he was, secret, secret. had this weird secret. upbringing that was awkward and traumatic and yeah. And he was only 24 years old. That's the yeah, other thing to keep in mind. I think that registered fucked, in my head. He's 20, he was 24. He was twenty. He was twenty three when the murders were committed, and he was twenty four when he killed himself. That's a baby. That is yes. So in a very short period of time, things got fucked up for him very quickly. You know what's really cool though? I had someone reach out to me the other day, um, and they were like, "I really love your podcast. I just don't like the true crime episodes because I can't handle stuff like that." And I was like, this is exactly, this, this right here is why we modeled. Is the reason yeah. why we modeled our podcast the way we did. We don't just do one thing. We have something for everyone. I know a lot of people, even people in my own family that just absolutely can't handle true crime in, in at in any point. And a lot of them are very difficult for me to deal with too. Um, That's why we don't talk about children's cases. So, I mean, we've, we've done a couple, but. We don't know in detail. But we don't, we don't do like specific, um, like, okay, we've done one where, yeah, there were victims that were children, but Fish. not like, yeah, and Ted Bundy and, uh, 
H.H. H. Holmes, uh, you know, so there's It doesn't ones, center around children. The, the Mothers We Kill episode that we did, which I was really, I was very proud of that episode because I feel like that one was a really delicate, it's delicate to talk about moms, but yep. there were so many extenuating circumstances with each case. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it. I don't want to do, I do not want to do a Jamestown one. It's just, no. it's too much. It is just way too much for me to handle. Um, also movie reviews, uh, cause I know who is it behind the screens, I think mm -hmm. released a statement regarding that. We will never, ever do movie reviews about Jeepers Creepers. Nope. Sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Anyway, they're terrible movies. I mean, the first one I loved personally, Justin Long. Sorry, just. I mean, I get I it. I really love. I the do first love movie. him. I real the first movie fucked me up. That that ending with his eyes and that fucked up ass song. And anyway, <laughs> first movie fucked me up. And then the other movies after that, I'm like, Meh. and then before You're like the what? third, Meh. no, you uh, the second one, the third one. Why did you make this? So before the third one came out is when I found out about, you guys know the story. And if you don't know the story, just fucking Google it. It's even on fucking Wikipedia. It's everywhere. It. The guy never did time. He was never prosecuted. The victim is still alive. It's, oh God, he directed Powder. Do you know that that fucked up? That, my whole childhood, my mom fucking loved Powder. I got to tell Sean Patrick Flannery how much my mom loved Powder. And that motherfucking pedophile directed that goddamn movie. Motherfucker. I'm still watching Powder, y'all. Okay? Probably not, though. No money to it. Probably not, because it's going to make me cry if I watch it again. It's going to be my mom and all. Very emotional. Uh, but yeah, it's... We won't... No, because I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to give that guy any fucking credit. Not going to happen. And again, like we said, those movies really... <laughs> I know a lot of people like the first one, though, like I do, but they really were not that great. And honestly, I'd rather talk about Hell House 3. <laughs> Just do a whole... I mean, we're going to eventually. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> we're going to talk about all of them anyway. So, yeah, I'm sure you guys will be very happy about that. Even, even with movie trilogies or series like that even if there's a few bad apples in the bunch you guys still like to hear about them i mean i think we all i do. mean we hello still love leprechaun them. i've been seeing like stuff going around i know like, people are would get so bad about revoked people are and so of course you know like this doesn't actually mean your your horror card is revoked it basically means what is an opinion that you have about horror movies that's different than the majority of people and, um, I always say these things because it's funny to me to see how people react to them. I could give a shit about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I could give a shit about 95% of the Jason movies. And I could give a shit about The Exorcist. And I'm like, come at me. <laughs> um... Now, I, now, let me say I personally the first Texas Chainsaw, you know, I was going to say my, so my opinion with Texas Chainsaw is they should have made the first one and left alone. Yes. 
And that's a that's a very unpopular opinion. But you know, no. once the later, oh my god, the later movies, <laughs> and they're making a new one, you know. And I kept, I saw out. all of them. Of course, I did because I'm a glut. You guys, hey, glutton for punishment over here. I fucking watched all of them, all of them. Leatherface is terrible. It's oh my god. Anyway, I'm, I look. I mean, I've watched. Can we at least agree on that? How I've fucking watched terrible all that of the Paranormal Activity movies. I did too. We have we done a podcast on those? No, we haven't. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. My 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 boss today. Yeah, she we goes to. Yeah, I've seen all bad. three of those movies, and I'm like, there are seven. Three, dear. Where have you been? Or six. I'm sorry. There's six. There's so many. And she goes, what? Yeah. And I was like, four is. Eh, five just, is even more eh, and I'm like six was garbage six was why why I'm like one two and th one is perfection the one is two is good one fucked me three up three is so bad good. four I don't know what the fuck I don't even know five was actually I was like we're bringing four it back is, four was literally I don't even know what the fuck that is the best description can we talk about the most empty loophole Yep. Who is Hunter? Who? Hunter. Who is, who is, what was his name? Oh, what was his name? Oh my God. It was the kid that Katie had. How was, hold up. For no Where reason. Where has Katie been? For no reason. How did Hunter For no rewind? reason. How did Hunter end up in, with this family? How did Katie lose this kid? She's a fucking demon. How does a demon lose a child? Let's, let's, let's please have. A whole movie you know, she, about how a demon lost a child. She was busy. Was she busy possessing? Because she was already I'm possessed. Sorry. I don't, I just, I, ben, was that? No, Robbie. Robbie. Okay, so she just how, randomly kidnapped. How, who is, the fuck is Robbie? Was Robbie a child that she kidnapped? And yep. how in the fuck did Hunter end up with this other family? We don't know. <laughs> like, Hunter, Wyatt, whatever his fucking name was. Who it knows? was actually Hunter. They called him Wyatt. Yeah. Because Katie was like, your real name is Hunter. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. And then five was, actually five was pretty good. And I like, really like you... how they, how they circled it around back to Katie. And you went through this portal and they took you back to the first one where Katie was actually killing Mika. That that scene was cool. Yeah, that was I actually up. liked that. Like that, that. That fucked me up. The ghost dimension, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Katie wasn't even in it, which at that point I was like, Katie is paranormal activity, so what the fuck is this shit? Um also it was 3D, which was terrible. And Toby finally got a body, and now they're talking about making a seventh one. And I'm like, what? Can we not? Can we just not? Can we not anymore? We have to do a podcast on Paranormal. No, we are. We are definitely going to do oh a my podcast God. on that series for sure. Yeah, we well, we have to yeah, now. Yeah. Anyway, so guys, uh, next week, I am moving... A week from Saturday, so the next couple weeks, um, I'm if I seem crazy, I am. Um, next week we are going to be talking about a movie called Eve's Bayou, because not only is next month Black History Month, it's also Women of Horror Month. We like to celebrate both of those things very much. So um, 
we're going to talk about a movie called, called Eve's Bayou. I've never seen it. Becky has seen it. She has told me very good things. It has very good ratings. I'm very excited to watch it. So, yeah. It's a gothic horror film with an all-black cast. I mean, how much woman. cooler can like, you... Hello? Lynn Whitfield, <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Uh, you're going to see a baby Journey uh, Smollett. She steals the entire movie. And she is a child. A baby baby. Uh, Megan... Yep really really prominent 90s oh black actress she's oh honey i'm gorgeous Hold on. oh my god she's um um megan good yep megan why good. is it that every time someone talks about megan good and they say a beautiful actress from the 90s megan and i'm like <laughs> fucking gorgeous and she's still gorgeous uh yeah she plays journey's uh sister and um Oh my God, it's a role that, oh, it was also one of Miss Diane Carroll's last roles. Can we give it up to Miss Diane Carroll, pioneer black actress, um, starred in one of the first black sitcoms where she played a working single black mother. Like, Diane Carroll's everything. Um, but yeah, that movie, that that movie is, and it, it's just, it's incredible. And in mainstream circles, it does not get the props that it that it truly deserves. It was mentioned heavily on the Shutter exclusive documentary Horror Noir. Also, yep, um, I remember that heavily. And uh, yeah, I I highly encourage so many of you if you haven't seen it to please watch it. Is is a it's, it's well, obviously a, we're going to talk about it is a spectacular week, it's a spectacular so film you it should is, go watch it yeah please do because there are going to be a lot of spoilers uh it's you know. on amazon prime and hulu has it i believe yeah it's incredible please find it and watch it it is it is deserving of all the good and uh it's got a very prominent like i said all black cast all black cast and samuel jackson plays a character that i've never seen him play before and i was i was stunned so, I really hope you guys enjoy it. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yay. All right, guys. So, that's what we're doing next week. Uh, be looking for movie review Thursday tomorrow. All about the ring. Socials. <laughs> I was like. You had it. I was like, I was like she, she's got it. Facebook, got Instagram, this. and Twitter. All at Don't Fuck With The Original. Facebook, stupid. So, it's Don't F With The Original. Uh, you can follow us. Subscribe on um, Spotify. Google Podcasts and Apple Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, my brain's like glitching. Um iTunes. iTunes. That's that's it. I was like iTunes. Apple. Apple. We got it. <laughs> if you have Apple, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> um also, you guys, something new that I just did last night. I worked my ass off on this thing. I've been promoting the hell out of it. Um, if you have Discord, I created a Discord channel. For horror discussions, gaming discussions, and I've added stuff for the podcast on there. I have the general information, announcements, um, I have an episode discussion spot, and I also have a suggestion spot. Because, you know, hearing from you guys is awesome, too. We love to hear suggestions. Um, and it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I didn't fully understand Discord. And with some help from some friends and... 
really, really just playing around with it. I spent two hours on Discord last night just trying to completely amp it up. And everyone seems to be really enjoying it. I've got about 50 members already, which is fucking awesome. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoy that. Um, if you're looking, I can't give you like a direct link and say go to this. Uh, if you go to my Twitter account, Chucky Side Chick, uh, the handle's Chucky Side Girl. You can find it under my link tree, which is in my bio. There is a Discord there. If you click on the Discord, it'll automatically invite you to it. Or you can look at my most recent posts because I have I have it on there too. And everyone, a lot of my friends on Twitter have been sharing it. So go on that. You can click on that. You can find all the discussions. And if you, I'm not one of those strict people. If you have stuff that you want to promote in there. Please, by all means, do it. I have an art section for people to pr uh, promote their art. Um, movies and shows, if you have shorts that you want to promote, oh my god, please. Like, people have been asking me, can I post this stuff? Please post it. Um, I love that it's a community that we can come together and talk about stuff like this and promote each other, help promote each other, absolutely. So, I just wanted to bring that up, too. I'm excited. I know, me too. We you guys, big, we're gonna have we're gonna have merch rise. this year, and I'm so fucking excited. We just had a long ass conversation about it before we started, and we're really, really gonna start like doing this shit. I, my brain is like, do it, <laughs> Palpatine, do it. <laughs> All right, guys, have Not a great. Not quite that evil, but you know, you guys get the idea. You don't know. All right, well, I don't. Bye. All right, guys, be careful, wear your masks, stay safe, um, and have a great week. And we'll yeah. see you next see week. You next week. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, I don't even know.